It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder, we're going to dive into if Shea Gilgis-Alexander can make the All-Star game. What will it take? for SGA to get to the All-Star game. Can Josh Giddy be an all-rookie team member? The Thunder officially signed Vit. What does that mean for the roster? And so much more on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. I am, of course, a media member and site expert over at thundersintentions.com, bringing you all the Thunder action right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we've been in off-season mode But as the media day circus comes around again and we get ramped up for the start of the season, we'll be back to five days a week. On today's show, we're going to talk about SGA's path to the All-Star game. Can he make it? The Thunder officially add Vit Krishy to the roster. And can Josh Giddey get to the all-rookie team this year? This show is brought to you by Locked on NBA Thursdays, Thursdays. On the Locked On NBA podcast, Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked On Rockets, and Matt Moore, host of Locked On Nuggets, and also known on Twitter famously as HP Basketball, are telling you whose NBA stock is up and whose NBA stock is down. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever else you get your podcast from. Shout out Jackson Gatlin, reaching out to me, asking if, if Locked On NBA can do stock watch uh, on Thursdays, of course they can. Of course they can. Great podcast over there, uh, Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore on Thursdays on Locked NBA. And of course, we cycle through hosts on that show five days a week. It's a it's a daily show uh, for the national NBA landscape. And tonight marks the start of the of the football season. So if you're a big Cowboys fan living in Oklahoma, as most of you typically are, locked on Cowboys five days a week. Locked on whatever your favorite NFL team is, and of course. Locked on bets as well. Helps you bet throughout the football season. Whenever most people do, most of their betting is during football. So go check out Locked on Bets as well. Now, let's dive into the biggest story for this podcast. Can SGA be an all-star? That is kind of one of the marquee storylines of this entire season. Because everyone can reasonably say the Thunder are not projected to win a ton of games. So this season will not be defined by wins and losses. 
It'll be defined by individual storylines. How does Josh Giddy develop? How does young players develop? And then can SGA reach that all-star plateau? Now, the first question in this conversation, is this season defined for Shea by making an all-star game? Does he have to make an all-star game uh, to show improvement? I don't think so. I think that it's very easy to see a path for him to get uh, knocked out of all-star contention like he was last year whenever he should have made it last year. Uh, And that's, I try to take the Homer's part out of it, right? The Homer glasses off when discussing things like this. So I don't think that my bias for the Thunder at all is coming into this conversation. I believe that had Mike Conley made an all-star game 10 years ago, five years ago, that that nod would have gone to SGA. But that was kind of a lifetime achievement award for Mike Conley last season as a reward to his great career that he's had. And had they had a Dirk Nowitzki-like spot in D-Wade-like spot, those those two guys had their final years, and they had the additional roster spot for just those legacy spots. Had they had a legacy spot last year, Mike Conley fits into that role, and SGA fits into the All-Star game. Now, that's how I think that it should have played out, and, and how it would have played out, again, had Mike Conley already had an All-Star game under his belt. But since he had not had that All-Star game, they select Mike Conley over a player like SGA who deserves it. It's a simple game of, well, we're not sure how many more seasons Mike Conley can play at this level, and the projections are Shea will be an all-star level player for many, many, many years to come as he signs that max contract this season, this offseason. Uh, so the, the season being defined by a popularity contest for the fan voting for the starters and a mixture of player votes and coach votes and just different scenarios for picking the reserves – it does not set up for a make-or-break defining moment if Shea is on that All-Star game and in that All-Star game in Cleveland here in February. Uh, but it would be a step forward. It would be a step towards kind of that validation, so to say, of what we've been seeing in Oklahoma City for a few years now. It's not going to be defined, or uh, it, it will not be kind of a must-have for Shea to be an All-Star this year, but he should get in if he plays the way he did last year. He should be deserving of it, and he should get it. Uh, but here's the negatives working against Shea. And there's a lot of them, and none of them are really his fault. Number one, in the Western Conference, the competition is fierce. And specifically, the guard competition is fierce in the Western Conference. So that heavily influences what Shea can do in terms of breaking into this All-Star game. The Thunder have no national TV games all year long, and they only play four games on NBA TV. Only three come before the break. They're against San Antonio, Detroit, and Cleveland. While you and I can find different individual storylines for each of those games to get invested in because we're Thunder fans, the national audience won't. That'll just be another game that's thrown on NBA TV that nobody really watches. Before the break, Oklahoma City plays nine back-to-back sets. While this is not projected to be a problem because it seems as though if you watch his Instagram workout videos, he's going full force, he's talking trash. It does not seem like he'll have to rest at all this season. He's a young player who is just itching to get back on the floor. But it is worth noting that they have nine back-to-back sets before the All-Star break. And then they have one five-game and seven-night stretches. And maybe that's a stretch where you see SGA take a night off. And the Thunder give him a night off and require him to take a night off. Um, So the tough competition... And the fact that this team does not project to be very good, record-wise. That's a projection. They can outperform that projection. But record-wise, they're not supposed to be very good. All of that is working against Shea, and he can't really control any of it. And that's just the cold reality of the situation. 
small market team will not be in the public eye too much. And again, the standings will not reflect how good he is individually, but this is not without positives. So for the first time since high school, SGA will play for the same position, the same offensive system, the same coach in back-to-back years. He goes from Kentucky one and done to the Clippers with Doc Rivers, to the Thunder with Billy Donovan, to the Thunder with Mark Degnaught, and now he has Mark again this year, so he's got that consistency. He's playing backup point guard, he's playing off-ball guard, he's playing in a three-guard lineup, and then he's playing true point guard. Absolutely all on him to kind of lead an offense last year. He'll get to do that again this year. So consistency is something he'll have this year that he did not have last year. He'll have training camp. He'll have a full preseason. Both those things lacked last year. And in this year, something I think is getting getting kind of decredited is that this season and the schedule will feature actual days of practice. Last year, it was hard to find practice days. Now, the Thunder likely practiced more than most teams did because they practiced as much as they could whenever they had those extra off days where we're getting those you know, invites to the post-practice meeting availabilities. They seem to practice as much as they can. I'm not sure that the Lakers or other solidified kind of older teams took advantage of those two days in a row off days or if they truly took those both days off of just all basketball-required activity. So that's kind of up in the air, but still, the Thunder didn't uh, you know kind of practice as much as they would have in a normal season. No team did last year. So that goes a long way in gelling SGA with this new roster. It's, again, another roster that undergoes a ton of turnover and will feature some different rotations and different lineups for SGA to kind of lead and, and get adjusted to. I think that SGA also cares about being an all-star. And that's not to say that he's a selfish individual and that he only cares about that, but I think that as well as winning games, as well as trying as hard as he can to win the basketball games and be a good teammate, he also wants to be an all-star. He's gotten the long-term security. He's gotten that confidence boost that comes with being a max contract guy. Look, SGA was already dripping with confidence. You do not need to give SGA more confidence. But it's human nature that once you get paid the amount of money that Shea got paid this summer, once you get that kind of validation of you're our guy, we're building this entire thing around you. There's only 30 franchises in the NBA and you are going to lead one of them. You are going to be the focal point of one of them. You can talk about Oklahoma City. You can talk about small markets. That's still a big deal. No matter if you love LA, you love Toronto, you love any other big city, it's still a big deal if you're one of 30. All of that just naturally gives you more confidence. So a guy who's going to be confident, a guy who's going to want to get to the All-Star game, a guy who's been efficient and can just dominate teams, even while teams are only focused on him offensively and defensively, I'm not sure how he can fail at getting to the All-Star game. He'll do everything that he needs to do to be an All-Star. And then the most important role in all of this, the most beneficial part of this for him, He's had a lot of negatives that go against him that he has no control over. He will be, he will be everybody's pick. Everybody will search, as they always do in the all-star time, for their guy, their all-star. Oh, you guys aren't talking enough about this guy. You're screaming about Luka Doncic. You're screaming about Trey Young. You aren't talking enough about this guy. This is an all-star right here, and I found this hidden gem, and it'll end up being SGA. He'll be every person's hot take that he should be a bona fide, solidified all-star. He'll be the smart pick 
for the All-Star. So Zach Lowe and everyone else with a huge platform will be boosting up Shea. And that will help in the perspective of Shea. And that will help kind of boost him into, I think, the All-Star game. So ultimately, I would project that Shea makes the All-Star game. But that's the case for and against Shea. And as one more kind of cherry on top of Shea uh, for, for this campaign to get to the NBA All-Star game. Before the calendar year turns to January, so this is well before All-Star voting concludes, SJ will play and the Thunder will play the Jazz twice, the Sixers, the Warriors twice, the Lakers three times, the Nets, the Clippers twice, the Heat, the Bucks, the Raptors twice, the Hawks, the Suns, the Nuggets, the Celtics, the Grizzlies twice, and Luka's Mavs. And they'll quickly after the turn of the calendar year, whenever they're in January, we'll play the Mavs again. So like this is well before the cutoff for all-star voting, and he'll already have played some of the Titans of the NBA. And if he can perform well in those games, as we think that he will, he'll have done it against top-tier competition. And yes, there's no national TV games, but diehard NBA fans will be watching almost every Laker game this year because they will be the toast of the town. They will be... Uh, you know, the marquee game every night, no matter who they play. The Thunder, the Wolves, the Rockets, no matter who they play, you want to see how LeBron and Russell and AD work together. And they play a lot of those teams who are going to have that natural appeal if you have League Pass or anything else that can help you watch those games. It'll get in front of eyeballs. Even without the built-in TNT, ABC, ESPN stuff. So what do you think? Can SGA be an all-star? Let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. But I want to let you know right now that you can have a better streaming service than you have right now. Direct TV. It gets you your TV together at Direct TV. Listen, this is going to sound so familiar to you. You have one device that lets you catch the game. Another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. Another one that lets you see sport highlights. You've got your neighbors log in for all the good stuff. You don't know what you got. You're having passwords here, passwords there emails there, usernames over here. It's a mess. But you can have it the simple way and have all the entertainment you love without the hassle by going to get all of your TV together at Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. You can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And best of all, That's no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together at DirecTV. Strain. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible devices required and content varies by package. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. 
J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now, that the Thunder officially signed Ben Critchie to a multi-year deal. It's a four-year deal. The first year is guaranteed. The second year includes about $80,000 of a buyout. The third and fourth year are team options. So it's a full NBA deal. He'll take up an NBA active roster spot. Uh, and, and so let's break all this down because you, you've heard a ton of things from every other outlet, right? So the, the basis is Vit cannot could not sign a two-way deal or a G League deal. That does not mean he can't play with the G League, right? He can As long as he's taking up an NBA contract, you can assign him to the blue at any time, which is what they're going to do, uh, apparently, for this season, which is what most reporting is happening on this story, that he'll spend most of the year with the blue, recovering from that ACL injury. It confused people because you heard all that stuff leading into the announcement of the contract, that you can't sign with the blue, can't, can't sign with the blue, and it kind of got confused for some fans of, like, what does that mean he can't play there? But as long as he's taking that full NBA deal, which he is, he can play for the blue. So that's how you're going to work around that. Uh, so he'll count against the active roster uh, and the active roster spot. He is recovering that ACL injury. And the Thunder set up this contract the way that they have with most deals. They can get out of this contract at any time. This year does not matter. The roster is pretty much set this year. They're going to cycle through a few more names coming up that you're going to hear about later on. They're going to cycle through a few more names for the training camp period. Uh, but this roster is set in stone for the most part. And, and you don't care about throwing away this roster spot this year. I am not sure what Vit will be in two years, in three years, or if he'll fulfill this contract. I don't know if he'll be here in four years. All we know right now is that he's recovering from an ACL injury. He was with the team all of last year, rehabbing, uh, you know, in Oklahoma. He was on the bubble roster for the Blue last year, but you know, of course, couldn't go because he was hurt. Um, the, the Thunder traded for a six-eight guard that they obviously believe in in the twenty twenty-two in the twenty twenty draft. And they traded for Vit, and also ate the money of Admiral Schofield. Now, it was not an absorbed amount of money, but it was still some money that they had to dump off for the right to draft Vit Critchie in the 2020 draft whenever most had him falling out of the draft completely because of that injury. So the Thunder clearly like him. The Thunder clearly have invested in him. The Thunder clearly want to see him do well. That's why they controlled his rehab, you know, bringing him over last year. It's why that they dumped off Schofield. It's why that they did those things that they did so far. Until we see him play, though, I'm not sure how to project him. But just know the Thunder like him. And apparently he'll spend most of the season with the blue. And we'll see if he can play in the latter stretches of the year once he gets his feet back under him. Because it is hard to be off over a calendar year and then play NBA basketball. That's that's ex- incredibly hard for any player, especially your first taste of NBA basketball. With this, as you bring in another 6'8 guard, the question becomes, is there a guard problem for the Thunder? To me, that answer is no. There, there is no guard problem for the Thunder. You need to start getting used to the little position column having a G in it. There are a few college coaches that, that do this, where 
you know, I know that Coach Crane does this. I, I, there's a few coaches at the Division II level that you would not know uh, that do this that really, I mean, just drove yourself. That's another tangent as a Division II broadcaster of the year right here. No big deal. So there, a, few, a few coaches do this where they give you their roster. They'll run it up to the booth. They're going to give you the roster at the scores table. And there'll be name, height, weight, position, basketball player. Everyone's position is just basketball player. Now, the Thunder will not be that obnoxious about it. They're going to give somebody a position. So even though he's 6'8 and Giddy's pushing 6'9, they're going to be given the position of guard on the roster. They're going to be given a G or an F or whatever. They're not going to be given basketball player because the Thunder are not obnoxious. But you have to know and train yourself from here on out that the Thunder believe in that style of ball and building a team of just basketball players, of just guys who do things. Everyone can dribble. Everyone can play make. Everybody can can have the same core skills of dribbling, playmaking, passing, and facilitating and rebounding, hopefully, and rebounding can start the break, and it's just a go-go-go team. That's your core skills, and then you try to develop some secondary skills for each player. So no, the Thunder don't have a guard problem. The majority of these guards are not pigeonholed into playing the guard spot. At 6'8 and 6'9, Giddy, Vit, they can play the three. Right? They can slide down. Shea can slide down. They can all do different things. And so, even though you're going to get the training camp roster on September 27th, and it'll just have a list of G's, G, 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 it doesn't matter. That's not how they're going to be utilized. That's not how they're going to play. They're all going to get minutes. They're all going to find time. And this is the new look Thunder. This is the new vision of the Thunder. They're not all ones and twos, where you can only play them in the guard spot. One and two, one and two, one and two. You can spread them out. You can mix and match. You can do anything you want to do. So I don't buy into the whole guard problem. Because truthfully, most of these guys are not cards. And if you want to talk about a guard problem, when you're listing off all these guards on Twitter and my mentions, all the guards on the on the team, put in there Pokoshevsky too. He's seven feet tall, I know, but he's a guard. They're going to develop him like a guard. They treat him like a guard. He's a guard. He's a two, he's a three, he's a perimeter player. That's kind of more so what you should look at with this team. Not not guard, but do they play around the perimeter? Do they play with the ball in their hands? Whatever you want to call them is neither here nor there. Or do they only play down low? Now, you can debate if the Thunder should be doing this, if this is the right path, and this is the right market and efficiency to get them back where they want to go, to have a team of all guards who can just dribble, play, make, and we'll see what happens. You can say, I don't know if this will work. But it's not a problem because it's the literal vision that Mark and Sam Presti's laid out for you for over a year. This is what it is. It's positionless. It's tall guys who can do guard things. It's not shoehorning guys into those traditional positions. Will it work? I'm not sure. Nobody's sure. But it's what they're attempting to do. So I don't think that there's a guard problem at all. Now coming up, let's talk about one of the guards, Josh Giddy. Can he make an all-rookie team? But you should make a trip to BuiltBar.com right now because they have their delicious flavors out right now. Coconut, cherry raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. It's all great. It's truly all great. My favorite, though, 
is cookies and cream. And in fact, I was on with Josh Lloyd on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Show, and we did a whole Thunder preview. So you can go check that out wherever you get podcasts. We did a whole Thunder preview. And I found out that Josh's favorite flavor is also cookies and cream. So two peas in a pot right there. You've gotten at least two hosts on this network who get sent built bars that love cookies and cream. So try it out today. Most bars have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. They're all amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. They're great. Try it out today. BuiltBar.com. Pre-workout, post-workout, even as a meal replacement or a snack, you can use Built Bar at any time. It's amazing. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15. 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15. 15% off of your next order. Go check it out today at BuiltBar.com. It is that time of the year. It's football season, and that means you're likely going to do some more betting, and you're going to bet on football season. The place you should go for betting is betonline.ag. Always, always, always pick betonline.ag, the number one spot for you for pro or college football action. Get the updated odds, prop bets, contest information, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at betonline.ag. So go right now and receive your 100% welcome bonus when you sign up today and use our code Locked On. So be sure you take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on tonight's game. So go right now with the Bucks and the Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded to you up to $25 for new customers only. When signing up and using promo code NFL100, bet online is the fastest and best way to get all of your sport action from betting on football, basketball, boxing, baseball, right up to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available to you for the 2021 season at betonline.ag, your online sportbook experts. Again, speaking of betting, go check out Locked On Bets. They'll have you up to date on what should be betting on this weekend. So, Josh Giddy, can he make the all-rookie team? There's a good chance he will. Let me tell you why. Again, I try my best to be unbiased. But thinking of rookies around this landscape of the NBA this year, you'll be hard to find 12 more rookies that'll get more minutes than Josh Giddy that will have a, a system designed for them the way that Josh Giddy will have. Because when you think of the prototypical player for Mark and, and for the system, you're thinking of positionless, you're thinking of lengthy guards. At 6'9", with his playmaking IQ and elite ability to playmake, he can be a plug-and-play guy in the system at 18 years old. He'll, he'll collect rebounds, he'll collect points, he'll collect assists. Now, it might not be the most efficient thing you've ever seen in the world. It will not be SGA's efficiency, but he'll collect them. He'll get them. And when you're voting on the all-rookie team, most people just look at the box score and not even the percentages, so to say. Because at the end of the day, on you know April 15th or April 17th or 18th, whenever it is this gets rolled out on like NBA TV at 5 o'clock, we'll all just say, oh, yeah. There is such a thing as the all-rookie team. I forgot about that. And then we'll look it down and see if Josh Giddy's on there. 
I find it, I find it hard to believe that he will not make one of the all of rookie teams because of all we just laid out there. Minutes, collecting stats, he'll have those opportunities that other rookies might not have. I mean, he will I don't see a reason why or 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 a path for him not to start day one. I mean, or very close to it. He'll get a bulk majority of minutes from day one through day 82. Whereas even on the same team, even while the Thunder are projected to finish last in the West and, and not be a good roster, finding a way for Trey Mann to get on the floor whenever you have Ty Jerome, Tao Maldon, Lou Dort, SGA, Josh Giddy, when you have all these pieces, is interesting. You put him in the G League for a little bit. Like that, That's still an open option for Trey Mann is putting him in the G League. I don't view that as realistic for Josh Giddy. I think Giddy's here from day one to day 82, and he's with the NBA club. Whereas you could see Jeremiah Robinson early, you could see Trey Mann, or Ian Wiggins especially, or Vit, with the blue. So even on this team that's tailor-made for, start, for, for playing young players and developing young players, and that's kind of their only goal this year, even this team will struggle to fill out minutes for the rest of their rookies. So that's kind of a, a sign for around the association. I think that Josh Giddy will almost be a shoe-in for the all-rookie team. With BetOnline today, G, I'm going to ask them to put up a, a odds on that, and I'll take anything that they give me on Giddy making an all-rookie team if he's healthy, which hopefully he will be, of course. Tomorrow's show will be a mailbag edition of Locked on Thunder. Get those questions in at Ryland underscore Styles on Twitter. And also email, if you don't have Twitter, lothunderpod at gmail.com. So until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. We'll see you then. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.